Welcome to the Biz Bash podcast, where we make biz strategy a piece of cake. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Cammie, but you might know us better as Eliza and Calligraphy and Cammie Monet. We want to help you, our fellow stationers, artists, and calligraphers, confidently build a profitable and personality-driven creative biz. We're here to share our honest-to-goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists. So put on your party hat, quit being a procrastinator gator, and let's get this party started. Hello, my name is Cammie. I'm a watercolor artist and I do custom wedding invitations. Oh my gosh, you guys, elevator speeches literally are the worst. I'm getting stressed out just about to like even practice mine. Um, So if you haven't figured out today, we're talking all about elevator speeches um, for creatives and what the heck do we actually say? I literally hate elevator speeches. I feel like anytime someone asks me what I do, I get like excited and nervous because I want to tell them what I do because I love what I do and I think it's cool but then I get nervous I'm like wait what do I do actually because there's so many (laughs) different faucets of like the business um so we're gonna just try to work through elevator speeches today and it should be really interesting because we don't know if we have great advice on this or not (laughs) like we're kind of just figuring it out as we go and making this more like a workshop style um kind of podcast um so yeah this is gonna be a good one i'm excited <laughs> someone at your front door yes someone's at my front door are you getting something in the mail uh oh no mine it's just alex Jeez. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> just alex guys don't worry <laughs> um yeah i thought when cammy first started off there that she was literally gonna go full blown into her thing but yeah no. you crumbled it's okay <laughs> i know i always panic yeah, I mean, elevator speeches are just plain awkward. Well, let, first of all, let's define what a typical elevator speech is or what that means. It's basically if you are stuck in an elevator with somebody, you have like 60 seconds, right, to make your point or sell somebody on something. And in that 60 seconds, what are you going to say about yourself and your business to hopefully make some sort of connection or sell that person on? your services. Um, I feel like that is very aggressive (laughs) to say like that. It's like in 60 seconds, you like want to make the sale. I think of it more strategically as in 60 seconds, preferably shorter than that, to be honest, because there's a stat out there that people, uh, tune out after somebody speaks about themselves for as much as a minute. Like as soon as you hit that 60 second mark, people are normally thinking about other things in their mind, like their dentist appointment or what they need at the grocery store. They're no longer paying attention to you. So if you can do this in like 30 seconds, that's preferable. I hope I'm never boring enough when meeting someone, they instantly start thinking about their dentist appointment because I would feel really bad about myself. They're like, wow, this girl is so boring. What about that dentist appointment? Do I need to get my teeth cleaned? Like, that's not a good sign. (laughs) I think when I learned that, though, it's it was from this like um, networking group that I'm part of. And when they were talking about introducing yourself to somebody, like, especially when you're meeting someone new, it's important to keep it a conversation and not just a, let me tell you like my whole life story. Cause people like, they really do too. Now it's human oh, nature. Sure. It's like nothing against you. They just like, can't help it. Yeah. I mean, if you're taking, <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> like 60 seconds to introduce who you are. You're like, who is this dude? Like, why is he taking so long to say who he is? Like, I don't know. Right. Exactly. It's like, you should it's weird. technically be able to say what you do in a matter of sentences. So like we're not necessarily going to talk about an entire elevator speech. I feel like that is like 
above and beyond if you could talk about your business super confidently and super well, 30 seconds to a minute. But I think this is more about us just like being able to like pinpoint exactly what it is we do and to say that with confidence because we have the tendency to like stand there with our legs crossed and twirl our hair and be like I make art at home you know and like not give ourselves the credit for how much we actually do in our business like we run a business you know we're not just like at home doodling or whatever we're just home making stuff gluing popsicle sticks together that's what I always tell people <laughs> just crafted on Etsy um but yeah I think it's like really hard for creatives too because we don't have like a clear cut like I'm a doctor I'm a dentist like people get that you literally can say it in three words what you do and like it doesn't make sense and I'm like I'm a watercolor artist but I do invitations and pet portraits I also have a line of greeting cards and like I also have a podcast and it's just like there's a lot going on and so sometimes I don't want to be the person speaking for 60 seconds or just like telling them every single thing I've ever done in my life um but also if I say just watercolor artists and it might not have like the full connotation of invitations and like I don't even know and like it's just and then I feel like I leave out the other half of my business, which is products. See, this is so stressful for me. I'm so stressed already. <laughs> yeah, we need to figure out some way for you to like sum this all up in one. So hopefully as we like go through some of these things today, maybe we could like narrow it down and like help you out a little bit. It helped me too. I mean, I'm like equally as bad as this. I yeah. I I always think that I have a good grip on it. And in the moment when someone's like asking me, I'm like, nope, I don't know Uh, what I'm saying. Never mind. Okay. So this is like literally kind of what I'm saying right now. I'm like, obviously I'm a watercolor artist and I do custom wedding invitations and I have a line of um, greeting cards and stationery. And I also have a podcast where we help make biz strategy a piece of cake. That's what I say, (laughs) essentially like along those lines, but it still like seems like such a mouthful, but I feel like that's the shortest version of it. Like, Right. Yeah. And in, in explaining in like one sentence, I always like considering putting like the why behind something. So like I like I made a little um, note down here of come from the standpoint of I create blank for blank. And then that way you can be like super specific with who you're creating those products for. So I think Cami like Maybe in tra- instead of trying to say everything you do, like that umbrella and one thing, depending on who you're talking to, you could be like, I create wedding invitations for brides that want something completely unique and custom with special details for their wedding day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that idea because I, I do kind of tailor like who I'm talking to, like whether I mention the products or the pet portraits or whatever, you know, it really just depends. Like, mm-hmm. so, and some people, you know, they really don't care. They're just asking for like, to be nice. And I'm just like, I'm an artist. I have my own business. You know, <laughs> like leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's super important to make mention of, I have my own business because you automatically sound more serious to people. Cause we've both said this before that our own husbands introduce us better than we introduce ourselves. Yes. Alex will be like, she has her own company. She has uh, actually two businesses where she teaches other creatives. And then she has a stationary company. Company where she does beautiful custom high-end wedding invitations actually maybe that's yeah. my speech <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect i always say i always talk about like the biz birthday bash side of it by saying like i educate i educate other creatives who are interested in what i do yeah um, yeah and sometimes i'll say like kind of, oh go ahead <laughs> no yeah because then i kind of like piggyback that off of first explaining what i do and then i'm like oh yeah and there's this like second part of my business that piggybacks off of the first exactly (laughs) I I was literally about to say almost the same thing where I'm like oh I make custom wedding invitations and I teach others how to do the same or something like that so it kind of like goes hand in hand um 
But oh, yeah, I also feel like elevators peaches. There's all these like formulas out there. If you look on the internet and they're all like your title, who you, why you do it, who you do it for. And like your unique selling point or whatever. Like there's all different kinds of like these formulas, but I feel like you just sound so robotic sometimes. Like I think mm-hmm. that I get frustrated with is that I want to like sound human and conversational and like compelling. And sometimes I'm just like, I do this for this person fill in the blank. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's like such a simple concept and I'm overthinking it obviously well it's tough too because sometimes when I hear myself talking about it I just I can feel my eyes rolling back into my head because I'm like I can't believe I'm explaining this again <laughs> it's it's tough because you're like oh I don't want to oh uh, every time I have to tell somebody like a new person what I do like it like almost physically pains me right I'm just mm-hmm. like I just want to be like, here's my business card. You can go on my website and like figure it out. (laughs) I'm like, just look at my Instagram. Really? That honestly, I feel like that explains things so much better because when you say you're an artist, people are like, oh, that's really cute. You do stick figures or whatever. And I'm like, no, I really, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Like I'm not just like, (gasps) um, so Alex will always be like, oh, look, let me show you my wife's latest pet portrait. And then everyone's like, oh, I get it. Like sometimes it really takes like seeing it visually. But yeah, you can't do that. So like, that's why well, it gets that, tricky. You can totally. I have definitely shown my Instagram to new people I've met before to be like, oh, let me show you an example of something I did oh, for yeah. a client recently. Because you're right. They get that so much easier. So like maybe we can break the rules a little bit and incorporate some technology into our elevator <laughs> speech. No, right. Actually, I feel like that makes things so much easier and it instantly just like opens up the conversation so much more because people like understand what you're saying because the word artist or invitations means so many different things to so many different people. Like they don't Um, So being able to show them an example definitely is super helpful. So yeah, maybe that just becomes like a natural part of your elevator speech. Be like, oh, it's actually easy if I show you more of what I do. Yeah, (laughs) Like, why not? You have your phone with you all the time anyway, so. Right. So who's to say like that you can't use that? Um, Especially because you're right. Like when we say to someone who's maybe 50 to 60 years old and we tell them we do custom wedding invitations, they probably have in mind maybe like, what they had when they got married right which Mm -hmm. just might be something super simple traditional like black and white which is not to say that yours is bad candy because i know yours is more on like the traditional side your invitations oh but like what they (laughs) i was like really (laughs) well like i mean like the the simple oh yeah yeah, like the layout yeah for sure yeah the simple clean layout like they would probably picture something like that in their mind and not understand that you offer all this like gorgeous artwork that can bring a suite like to an entirely new level. Yeah. They have to see it to really understand. So, but then you also don't want to be the person just like whipping out your phone and conversation. Be like, look what I do. I don't know. It's also like, there's a line with that too. Really. It's all about like reading the room and knowing your audience, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like who you're introducing yourself to. And like, I don't know. Ugh. Well, I think you can say, um, you can ask their permission too. You could be like, would you like to see a picture of what I do? Like uh, sometimes a picture helps explain a little better yeah, be like, <laughs> of like me. the type of work I create, especially with me for calligraphy too. Like as soon as someone sees an envelope with my addressing on it, they're like, oh, and something clicks a lot more. Mm-hmm. So like in this networking group that I'm part of, every like 10 weeks or so. I can't remember how often I get the chance to like give a seven minute speech basically um, like about what I do. Mm -hmm. And the last time I did it, I actually 
addressed an envelope for every single person in the room and like put on um random postage on the top that i thought kind of like catered to each person yeah that is the cutest thing i've ever heard how many people were there um it's it's a pretty similar size group every time so i want to say like 15 so there's like 15 of us every week so that's what's so wonderful is you get to know these people in your group really well um so it's like a tool for building your business because they get to learn how to like refer you and i get to learn how to refer them um and that made a huge difference like putting that in front of them to be like here's how it feels to like hold something like with your name on it with your business on it like how think how amazing your guests would feel to have this in hand because like what we do is so tangible Mm -hmm. so seeing an example like that like heck if you want to carry around an actual physical example of what you do like don't hesitate if you're one of those people with like a big purse go for it like i am one honestly, of those i should think about that <laughs> oh yeah honestly i'm gonna own my atlanta i am making miniature versions of a wedding invitation suite it's gonna be the cutest thing you ever did see i'm not even kidding i'm doing this like you know how i talked about how, like many things like what does that mean so cute oh my god <laughs> oh. that would be absolutely adorable i would love it um <laughs> And I think everyone else who saw it would love it too. Oh, he's so cute. Like, oh my goodness. Okay. Writing that down so I don't forget. <laughs> but yeah, having something tangible. And like, I love that you did that with the envelopes. Like that is amazing. Like that's your elevator speech right there. But obviously you can't write everyone's name, everyone you meet. But like, that was right. a genius like, thing to do. Yeah. It's because I obviously like knew all their names beforehand. Like these are people I see on a weekly basis. So I was able to do that. Um, But it brought it to light for them in such a different way than me talking about it. So next time I really want to put together some sort of like PDF guide or thing I print out with pictures of my work on it. Mm -hmm. So then I can really bring that visual element too. Um, Or maybe I'll like make them pull out their phones and look me up on Instagram and follow me. (laughs) (laughs) You have to get again some followers out of it. So, (laughs) Because that's actually how I've gotten work in the past is like, friends who have referred me have shown someone my Instagram and been like, I know someone who can do this, like, look at what she does. And it's the visual connection that actually like brings someone in, you know? Yeah. I mean, your Instagram is basically like a little mini elevator speech, I guess, like a very visual mm-hmm. one. So, and I'm super happy with how mine looks right now. So I like have not posted anything recently. I am, <laughs> I am like kind of all over the map with my Instagram feed. I'm trying to do better. Go, go look at mine right now and tell me what you think. I'm trying to like do this little spacing with like white to make it more cohesive because I use so many colors, you know, like it gets a little crazy. Um, yeah. See, I'm all over the board. I, don't know. I mean, I see how you're like posting the ones with like the simple backgrounds mm-hmm. and kind of working mm-hmm. in. I think it looks nice, but I always think your Instagram looks nice no matter what, just really? because it's like all pretty watercolor stuff. Okay. Yeah, that makes me feel better. I just feel like it's all over the map, but it's okay. You know, it's so am I. It kind of works. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, if anything, I'm surprised I don't see invitations more, but I'm also not surprised because I'm trying I not to. 2020 right is already like. Booked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually trying not to post invitations <laughs> right now. But I'm trying to post other stuff. So we shall see. Yeah, and push um, that more. Mm-hmm. Okay, where do where where were we back on this elevator speech? Well, yeah, you kind of have these things of what you've found to work in the past. Um, so even though you're like still working on it, you have this cute little list. Oh yeah. Okay. So also, I do feel like having like 
two under your in your pocket would be good like two versions like a really short one like I have like that one sentence one that's I don't love, but I'll figure it out. And then like one where I kind of go more detail. Basically, are you going to the third floor elevator with them? Or are you going to the 10th floor? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how much time do you really have? Um, so that's something to keep in mind too, as you're like putting this together. But I personally all hate pretty much every single elevator speech template formula, whatever I've ever seen. Um, so I'm just going to like talk to, about, to you guys about what I found that kind of works. It's not like a template. It's more just like, guidelines i don't know you know how i get so um i like my list um so here's what i found to work um so the delivery is more important than the declaration and i think this is where alex always does a better job than i do of introducing myself because he says it with like such confidence and such like pride in it and so i feel like how you say it is sometimes more important more important than what you're actually saying so just like speaking slowly deliberately and just sounding like the boss babe that you are and not rushing through it like you're just like i just don't want to have that that and then they're like, what? And you're like, I'd be paint. I'd be up. Being confident with it and owning it. Like, I, I really feel like that's makes such a huge difference in the delivery of your, your elevator speech. Yeah, I was thinking of the girl from Pitch Perfect who, like, barely opens her mouth. <laughs> like, when she sings. <laughs> oh that's exactly who I think of when you talk about this. And I was like, you can't hear anything. I, I, like, <laughs> I like to make crafts and pretty things and crafts. and if you speak like that if you speak that quietly everyone's gonna be like what and then they're they're just gonna think you're crazy and they're gonna be like okay get away from me (laughs) um crazy person crazy person yeah so just um having the delivery very confident very assured in yourself um and then i really feel like being vague is very boring and so um one of my professors in college my one of my journalism professors always said show don't tell like don't just be like it was a blue door be like you know explaining more of like the scene than just like giving it literally so explaining why your job is the coolest like instead of i'm a calligrapher maybe it's like i get to write beautiful things all day in calligraphy and pretty cursive and teach others how to do the same with online courses which is really cool because most people don't even know how to write in cursive anymore like explaining why your job is cool you know like going at it from that angle yeah that's awesome because i strike up conversations with people all the time about cursive like seriously all the time they're like oh yeah they don't even like teach that in school anymore or actually recently I talked to someone who I think there's like an elective at her kid's school where they do teach cursive still and I was like oh that's awesome like that they're providing that for kids so just to like you're right if you could just say something that starts a conversation because you want to be friendly to the person you want to get them involved because at the end of it you'd like to like shake their hand and be like oh here's my card let's stay in touch type of thing mm-hmm. yeah so I'm like trying to reframe like I'm an artist to be like oh it's my job's so cool you guys I get to paint really colorful wedding crests and watercolor for wedding invitations and then I also get to dream up greeting cards with animals and puns it's so much fun like something like yeah. that you're so much more um you want to listen and be like well oh tell me more rather than I'm an artist. You know what I mean? Like there's just like more to work off of because it's so, so much more specific. Like I like, Oh, I only paint florals in oil or whatever. Like you could go like, I don't know. Just and thinking instead of thinking I am talking about like, I get to. 
Yeah, I really like that. Or like even starting off with like, I love my job. I'm like, uh, I love what I do. I get to do X, Y, and Z. Like that enthusiasm makes such a big difference. Yeah, I'm literally going to start everything with like, oh, I get to do this. My job is the coolest. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that actually. I, that was a good point. Good job, Cammie. Um, you wrote that down. <laughs> I did that. I thought of that. Okay. And then like, because it's just more, more memorable. Like it really is. Like you're so much more likely to remember like, oh, she paints animals. Like, that's really cool. Or like, yeah, oh, my job's so cool. I get to just paint really cute doggies all day. It's the best. I just put fur on them, like with paint. Like, <laughs> they just really come to life on paper or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. So like, that just gives more context to the conversation. You can go deeper and then being human and just having fun with it. Like, I think there's just like a lot of ways we could be like, talk about our job being really cool because what we do is very cool. Hey there, fellow stationers. Are you creating custom invitations and still sending a lackluster contract that's hacked together with Google searches and generic templates? We've got you. We've created a custom stationary contract written for stationers by stationers, and it is lawyer reviewed and approved. Hashtag legal rockstar. The custom stationary contract covers every stationary snafu, protects you and your client's interests, and sets up an expectation of professionalism. We've combined our previous contracts as well as years of experience to bring you a contract that covers your booty and your biz. So become a put together pro and breathe a sigh of relief knowing that you have a contract that is easy to understand and avoids confusing legal jargon. The custom stationary contract is only $227, which is half of what you'd expect to pay anywhere else. And it's written by two gals who have seen it all. Spoiler alert, it's us. It's time for you to do things right. Go to bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash contract to purchase and download your copy today. I always change my elevator speech, aka mishmash of words, um, to, based on who I'm actually talking to. So, like, if it's someone that we meet, like, on Park Ave and they're walking their dog, I'll, you know, I'm going to tell them I'm a pet portrait artist. I'm not going to say anything about wedding invitations. I'll talk about, you know, I paint pets because, like, they're more likely to purchase from me. <laughs> or, you know, yes. if it's, like, a girl um, in her 20s, she's got an engagement ring on, I'm going to talk about being a stationer. So, I kind of tweak it based on who I'm talking to. Um, and not just for the sale too, but you really want to make it relevant to them. Like same with like, if you're talking to your great grandma, your great aunt, like they don't need to hear the full details. They probably just want to like, make sure you're still, you know, doing good in life and like happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not trying to really sell to them. (laughs) So just thinking about who you're actually talking to. Yeah, exactly. And that's why for me, I think it's so important instead of, instead of just selling step outside that a little bit and provide them with information so they could say to like their mom or their friend oh I met this girl who does x y and z if you want to have your dog painted you know so when their friend brings up something like that they can be like oh yeah I met this girl once like providing them with the information they need to continue talking about you um yes I love that perspective of thinking like okay after you introduce yourself what are they going to go tell your friends about who they met like what are they going to say like what did you give them that they would like pass along to someone like was it compelling enough they want to pass it on is it like easy enough to remember like there's so many different factors to think about that so Mm Like I definitely have struck up conversations with people at the post office when I am stamping invitations and they see me doing this and they ask, oh, are you getting married? And I'm like, I actually do this for clients. This is my full-time job. It's like full-scale wedding invitations from A to Z. And then I always take that opportunity to give them my card like because they're always so Mm -hmm. curious about what I'm doing. 
Oh, yeah. And you never know when that person is going to pull your business card out and think about someone else or, you know, what, maybe they don't ever use it again, but that's okay. Like you still made the effort to do that and have that conversation with that person because the more connections you have, like the more ability you have to like be seen by other people, I guess, or talk to other people or yeah. have be referred, et cetera. Exactly. I mean, being in business is all about making connections, meeting people, having good relationships and just like getting the word out there. And like your elevator speech is like the direct point of contact to you in front of them. Like it's kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. um, so then you definitely recommend having business cards too. Cause I know people have asked us about that and I'm like, yeah, I definitely should have business cards. <laughs> Yes, definitely on business cards. I recently printed some new ones with Moo that I love and I literally get like a wow reaction every time I hand it to someone. People always go, wow, like this is so beautiful, which is exactly the reaction I wanted because I'm obviously doing like luxury paper goods if people are paying me a lot of money to do it. So it's like I better have a business card that speaks to that. And recently I also made the decision too. I was like, I'm putting my face back on this thing. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what it is about the creative industry that we all shy away from having our face on a business card. We just want it to be like neutral with our business name and like one phone number on the back or super fancy. But the thing is like, I have a stack of business cards like sitting next to me. And when I go through the ones without faces, it's really hard for me to remember who it is or what they look like or what conversation did I have with this person. So like when I when they pick up my business card and they look at that picture of me, I hope they remember like pretty quickly who I am, whether or not they enjoyed talking to me and whether or not like I would be a good fit for one of their friends. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I want to put the, my name, my, my name, my name on my business card. It's a good idea. No, I want to put my face on my business card too. I need to totally kind of overhaul mine. And I actually, okay, this is now turning into a business card tangent, but I actually have <laughs> a really cute idea that might be more trouble than it's worth, but it would be really cute as an imitation designer. I think I want to make like four different business cards for like different aspects of different my business. Mm-hmm. But for imitations, how cute would it be if you had it in a mini envelope? You know what I mean? I and actually- you could print a little stamp on it. <laughs> I've actually seen something like that before. Like that is so cute for an invitation mm-hmm. designer or just for someone else, like a rent another. Well, I think it was um, maybe it was like a party planning company or event planning yeah. company, and they had the business card, and it was in a vellum envelope. Oh, with the confetti, it, it was like see through with confetti. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't. Was that, that. Did Swell Press post that or something? I Why know. do I feel like she did? But. It sounds like something she would do. Um, yeah, I don't remember who it was. No, I was just thinking like a little like ivory envelope with like like a, a little painted stamp and then my like you know i do like flowers on the back of the envelope printed although it might be really hard to print those like <laughs> like thinking about it anyway yeah. well, why don't you get a sticker that you could put on there i hate stickers oh. <laughs> wow. wow hmm i shall think on that but anyway that would be super cute or just use a bunch of the um like the vintage stamps that i have that have already been used i have like so many yeah, and put they're, those they're on cheap. there. Yeah, I mean, it'd make a, it'd be cute. Be cute as heck. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I liked about Moo is that I got something super fancy mm-hmm. and fun. Granted, for definitely had to spend a little more money than I would have somewhere else. But then I didn't have to do any extra work. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, I mean, I'm not handing out a ton, and like, I'd only do keep up like a handful for like invitation people. You know what I mean? Like wedding yes, planners. But I'm laughing because like right now you're not trying to book more invitations. Well, maybe when I am, 
I mean, also, oh. I'm not leaving my house either, so I'm not going to pass them out to anyone. But when I do, yeah. well, why not? And besides, because you give the business card, then doesn't mean they're going to book you like immediately. You know, it's more like a wait and see kind of game. So, right. Yeah. Because I mean, you never know like yeah. where they keep it or how often they even look at them. I mean, I even have like a little business card book, you guys. Like, I'll go through it occasionally and like get rid of some, but. Since I joined this new group, it's actually really important for me to keep all of them in front of me because that way I'm trying to be better about like referring people in the group as well. So when I flip through that and I can think of, oh, so-and-so does this and would be a great fit for my friend who needs this. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talk about that in our referral episode a little bit is that I'm just like always trying to think that way. Um, But yeah, it's like the... The visual aspect between like the business card and like showing off Instagram. Yeah. Like don't hold back. I have given my business card to like random people in Panera before like this one girl because I saw she had an engagement ring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I almost did that to a girl in Panera. She was talking about planning her wedding and then I and then I chickened out. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know. Sometimes I chickened out too because I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But <laughs> Alex was like, just go do it. I was like, I don't want to think I'm eavesdropping because I'm really far away. I'm just a creeper and can listen to everyone's conversations. Like, it wasn't like I was like next to her in line, you know? Like, it was like, she was a few tables down. Like, it would have been like, I had to be very purposeful and be like, hello, I was listening from four tables away and I couldn't help. No, that's when you say, I couldn't help but overhear that you're planning a wedding. You don't explain anything else. You just say over here because that puts the onus on them being too loud rather than you being a sneak. Ooh, you are sneaky and I love it. <laughs> so, because yeah. like they can't be offended if you like overheard them. They're in a public place, like talking. So, um, no, I'm mad I didn't give it to her because she looked like exactly like a, an ideal client for me. Her whole family did. I was like, this is my time. This is my bride right here. She's wearing Lily dress. This is it. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so some of the things I hate about an elevator speeches, like that I think don't work, I hate when people are like, did you know, like I've seen a lot of like advice where it's like, start your speech with, did you know that most brides cannot find custom wedding invitations? And I just feel like that is so icky and weird. And like, no one ever talks like that. So if you're starting your elevator with a speech with, did you know, then you better have a good reason because I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that because you're just some kind of robotic and they're like, why is this person asking me a random question? Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's like so salesy. And like the goal ultimately, of course, is to, you know, possibly get a client, get a sale. But like you don't start off with that, I guess. Um, And also sometimes you're just trying to like meet someone. They're just asking what you do. They're not trying to like get a sale from you. (laughs) Like, Yeah, like if you're going to initiate conversation with someone and you have not spoken yet, it's normally best to ask them a question first. Because if you can give them like a moment to explain what they do, then you can sneak in what you do after that. Um, I always, I tend to feel more comfortable with that in networking events. Like I go up to people and I'm like, tell me what you do. Like I always ask the question first. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And another thing I would recommend is to like skip industry words, you know, like maybe some people don't even know what a stationer is. I mean, maybe not. So keeping it like super clear and then layman's terms maybe would be helpful if you're um, introducing someone and they don't know what like what type of medium you work with or some people don't understand what calligraphy is either. Like they, it seems very rare to them. So like maybe explaining that better um, in your work. Yeah. That's still a big thing that I have with my business name is that it's still a struggle. Oh, well. <laughs> the calligraphy's in there and people make all kinds of assumptions. But um, yeah, like I heard a guy across the table from me today when I was like at 
at my networking thing this morning. It's always Wednesday mornings. And the way he explained my business to like someone else, I think he essentially said something along the lines of like, she's a calligrapher and has like great handwriting and writes pretty things, but totally left out the fact I do invitations. Um, yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> like, I can't expect everybody to know what I do, but I've also been part of this group for a couple months. <laughs> and you're like, um, I was like, oh, dang it. It's still like my like big holdup. But I was going to say, too, for those like fancy words, so things like bespoke or like fine art or things that we like tossing around in our industry, um, letterpress even, like when you start talking about printing methods, people just look at you like they like you're speaking greek essentially <laughs> like you you're right you got to keep it in layman's terms so they can understand it at its most basic level they just need to know what you do and like who you serve and that's it <laughs> yeah just keep it simple um and then i always like to think too like what are their, what would the follow up question be like is there a way i can word this where they would be like like asking a question next, you know what I mean? And I saw this tip and it was something about like leaving out a crucial element and I have not figured out the puzzle of like what I would leave out, you know, where they would be like, um, like the example was this guy giving his elevator speech and he does like the movie pass thing. He was like the CEO of the company. They're like, oh, we get um, people can buy movie tickets for us for $10 and they can see as many movies as they want. But then the next person's like, how is that even possible? Like that's because they're leaving out like what, how, like how it works with like ads or whatever to like fund the business. So the person's automatically like intrigued. So I'm just throwing that out there. I don't have any experience of like how it would work because I've never tried it or like figured out how it would work in like our industry. But I thought that was really interesting. (laughs) So like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. So like leaving out some crucial element where the person's like, what the heck? Um, I don't know. Couldn't, could not work. Could work. Just throw it out there for you guys. You do what you want. Well, that's really funny. You watched that example too, because the answer is it isn't possible because movie pass is like what hardly even exists anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I remember you guys had something like that. So no, we had movie pass for a hot. I don't remember what it was called. Was there like a couple different businesses that did that or just the one? Yeah, no, there was Movie Pass, and then there's like AMC Plus okay. and a couple other ones. But Movie Pass was the really big one. And then right after Will and I joined, like early last summer, Infinity War came out, <laughs> and people went and saw Infinity War so many times with Movie Pass that I think the ba- the company basically freaked out, and then they limited it. So it was like, okay, now you can only see three movies a week instead of unlimited, and basically things declined like really quickly and like everyone canceled it (laughs) wow (laughs) well there you go so maybe don't use his advice but i'm like yeah so maybe his advice isn't that great if like his company did not succeed because it's true how is that possible the answer was it was not possible not sustainable it's it's a certain type of business model my dad's told me the name before and i can never remember it but it's like a gym membership you're relying on people not coming to make your money (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah basically you're just relying on having it like in your back pocket and making money on the people who only go to the movies once a year or whatever <laughs> like yeah oh man okay <sighs> yeah i think that kind of that wraps up like the points that we have written down anyways so this was like a quick and breezy episode we still hit like the 30 minute mark though oh, so wow. you guys i just elevator speeches really stress me out and i wish i could give you like 
better advice but this is just like my thoughts on it and our thoughts on like what we have seen works and i think it's never going to be like a one-size-fits-all um in elevator speech you kind of have to tweak it and adjust it but just like knowing the gist of what you really do and your job title maybe you make up a job title for yourself like sometimes i say i'm the owner of a stationary company you know something like that um so you can kind of yeah. switch in and out of those different titles and just like having that confidence to back it up and being deliberate with the way you say it is going to be so helpful for you um, when you are pitching your elevator speech and just figuring out how to int- how the heck to introduce yourself to people. <laughs> yeah, I just love that point you made too about like I run a stationary business because that just makes it sound so serious and official. If you say I have a business and I create custom wedding invitations, sounds a lot better than what I tend to say, which is like I create custom wedding invitations. I love it. I work from home. Like it yeah, doesn't sound. Say I work from home. <laughs> I think saying I own a business, um, I own a business where we design custom wedding invitations sounds so much better than I create. Like you could, like people are going to think you either work for someone else, you know, creating wedding invitations, which is fine to have that connotation, but it just gives so much more like authority to your name when you say I own my own business. I'm the CEO of a stationary company. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah, say that and it's right. not a lot. I like you really can. So, yeah. Um, oh, I like, I like, I am the owner of a custom stationary business and I work one on one with couples to create the invitation of their dreams. Oh, my Atlanta. That was, that gave me chill bumps. That was very good. <laughs> that was pretty good right? Yeah. No, that was really good. I'm like, dang, I want to hire you. Like, yeah, I love this. I'm the owner of a stationary business or I own my own business and we create X, Y, and Z because by saying I own my own business, I already feel so much more confident mm-hmm. saying everything else that comes after it. Yeah. So I could say like, I own a stationary company. Um, we design custom wedding invitations. And we also have a line of products for retail and wholesale for something like that. <laughs> like a line of art prints, a line of watercolor. Hmm, I don't know. Greeting cards. <laughs> A line of paper goods, a line of watercolor paper goods available for retail and wholesale. I think you could even work in like words that describe your art. So like you had asked people, right? Oh, I I wrote it all down on a list too. Like I have a full list. I'm going to, I'm going to have to send that document to you because I literally took them all because I was like fascinated by it. (laughs) Like. Okay. I got so many good responses, but like cheery and colorful and like um delightful and like all kept coming up and I really like the word delightful. <laughs> so Yeah. Well you could say like I create cheery and delightful paper goods, like with my watercolor art or something like that. Like that even right there describes even more in depth of what you do. Like when you add those adjectives, like those descriptors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um I'm sending I'm gonna post the link in Slack so you can go see it. Google Doc. Oh, well, thank you. You're so welcome. Oh, it's a whole entire Google document. Okay, I'm opening this right now. Um, Why is it telling me? Oh, well, it's telling me I need permission. Oh, (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it's not shared with me. Here you go. Try this one. Okay. Did that one work? Yep, I got it. Okay, guys. Cammy's brand words. Now I wish I had done this you too. You can still do it. I know. Oh, yeah, beforehand. But yeah, you should do it anyway. Uh, ooh, elevated, boutique, bright and bubbly, thoughtful, beautiful, sweet, puns, <laughs> of course. <laughs> cats. I like people just like cats. Meow. <laughs> Feminine and classy, intricate, gorgeous, 
Yeah, I really like the ones that are like cheerful, playful, upbeat. That's what I think every time I think of your artwork. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to just try to work with this with like figuring out more of my brand stuff. Maybe that that falls into my elevator speech a little bit more, you know? Yeah, because like the gorgeous, beautiful, that's, for me, that goes without saying. That's like everybody. as every Everyone's stuff is gorgeous and beautiful. You know, it doesn't really set you apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the thing the eye of the beholder. with elevator speeches. It's like a lot of times we see stuff that doesn't set us apart, you know, like, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the, the, um, the driving force behind it is like what truly sets you apart. And like, that's going to make it compelling. And I think when you come at it with the, oh, I get to do this, then you are automatically coming up with like the, the unique thing that you're doing in your business. And like, you can throw in some more adjectives in there because you're having more fun with it and keeping it more lighthearted than just being like, I am this. That is what I do for brides. <laughs> I don't know. I just keep, yeah, I just keep coming back to like cheerful for you over cheerful. and over. Like, yay, that makes me happy. Um, because like some of the other words that think of that emote a similar energy don't necessarily fit with your brand. Because cheerful to me is like, oh, it gives like a little pep in your step. It's cheerful. What about delightful? Like, like, do you like delightful? Delightful is kind of a mouthful. Also, when I think of delightful, I think of like a picnic and a baby. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what do you think? Um, sometimes on my, now I'm just asking what you think about different words. Um, on my website, I've said like I have my, I describe my style as sophisticated and illustrated for wedding invitations because that's kind of, because they rhyme. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like super. It doesn't like make me think of cheerful, but I like the like the idea of getting across that there's like illustrations involved, you know, like, but in a non-cheesy way. Is like, don't take this the wrong way, but I just think sophisticated is the wrong word because even though yours are sophisticated, when I think of the word sophisticated, I think of clean cut letterpress, like black and white like I don't think of anything to do with watercolor when I think of sophisticated I think um that word came because I've had like three or four clients be like your watercolor is so sophisticated like as in it's not right loose. what they're trying to say is they're trying to say detail yeah you're right okay well there we go there we go <laughs> <laughs> well that doesn't rhyme Elizabeth so what I was to say detail right, detailed and bushy tailed that's what it is <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. This is just turning into a, a hot mess. But anyway, those are the words. So you can look at them. We can talk about them later. For now, we're getting. Off yeah. Time. But um, anyway, so elevator speeches, they're doozy. Hopefully, this episode was semi helpful, you guys. Um, we can all practice our elevator speeches too. Like, maybe we do like a little Instagram story challenge of us like doing them. <laughs> I that think would that be would really be fun, fun, actually. Yeah. So now that this stuff with the summit has like cooled down a little bit and we have a little bit of extra time on our hands, we could do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Could be fun. Could be cool to do like a challenge thing. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. But we will. Anyway, you guys, um, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Biz Bash podcast. And don't forget to please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate every time you guys do that. It really helps us so much. Yeah. And if you have questions for us, head to bizbirthdaybash.com slash Q and cake, and you can submit any question that you have under the sun, preferably something that does uh, something to do with business. Um, and every five weeks, we answer about five questions on a Q and cake episode. So if you're lucky enough, maybe yours will get chosen to be featured. Yay. <laughs> All right, 
guys. Yay. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.